How many of us have enjoyed celebrating Matariki this weekend? You got a long weekend? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? What, what's really, um, I've enjoyed so much learning about it this week, and um, the sense of legacy, this part of it has is, is been, I've really enjoyed that, you know, the past, the present, the future, and uh, when it talks about the, the, the remembering or remembrance, honouring those who have been, we have lost since the last rising of Matariki, I think of numbers of families in our church family this year have lost dear ones. And it's been very, very difficult for them in that. Also celebrating the present. What God's doing now. There's some cool stuff happening now. And then looking to the future. I got curious actually and I thought, I wonder if uh, someone said to me that um, Matariki um, is the Māori word for Pleiades or essentially Pleiades, the star, the stars, Pleiades. And uh, I got thinking about that and I went to the scriptures. I found it in there several times. Did you know even Job knew about Pleiades? That's a long time ago. That's like thousands of years ago. And, um, you know, it was in his mind. Amos 5.8 says this. It says, It is the Lord who created the stars, the Pleiades and the Orion. He turns darkness into morning and day into night. He draws up water from the oceans and pours it down as rain on the land. The Lord is his name. So as I've been celebrating Matariki, I've been celebrating the God who put the stars in the sky. Past, present, future, the legacy that he has for us and he's working out through his people on the planet. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Shall we pray for a minute? Father, I thank you that you are the God who placed the stars in the sky, that you've ordered them to come up, you've ordered them to go down, you've ordered them to come around on regular cycles. It's amazing. Then it just blows my mind the, the size that you are, the, in, the, the details that you have in place. It's mind-blowing. And Father, I thank you that as we celebrate Matariki this weekend, we get to remember the last year. Father, I thank you for the wonderful people amongst us and family members that have gone on this year. Father, I bless those families in Jesus' name. I thank you for the the lives of wonderful dear people and we celebrate them this weekend. We remember them. We remember their contribution, the wonderful people they are, and we thank you for them. Father, I thank you for what you're doing at this moment in the present. I thank you for the incredibly exciting things that are going on and the positioning that you're doing uh, throughout the nation with your church. And I thank you for the future. I thank you for what you've got in line. I thank you what's going to happen in this next year, even though we don't know it yet by faith. I thank you that you have it under control, that you know what's going to happen this year and that we get to partner with you in that. So I thank you. I thank you that um, we get to sow into this kingdom legacy, and I thank you that you're establishing a kingdom legacy. We pray it for your glory, and in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Hey, well, you've got these cards on your seat. We're going to be doing this later on, not yet, but if you haven't had a thought about filling them out yet, do that. And uh, for me, can I just say right up front, my goal is very simple. My goal is that every one of us is in this together. Because you've seen what we do as a family, and I want you to be part of the story. 
I want us to go there together. I don't want a, a couple of us to go, well, we confront this and push the thing through. No, no. The strength of what God's called us to do is together. The me, the we. And uh, I really pray that you can be part of what God's doing. And we are going to receive an offering later. And that's the, the one time of the year that we receive an offering outside of our normal tithes and offerings to really promote what God's doing through the life of Activate and the Activate family. And uh, I pray that you will be part of that. Online, wonderful to have you with us today. You can also um, do this. You can go online. This, this card's online, and you can get that. I'll tell you how to do that shortly. It's great to be with you online today. I understand we had a few problems last week online. Our team is awesome, and uh, 99 out of 100, they nail it. We nail it, but we had the perfect storm last week. So uh, if you're online with us this week, I've, actually, it's a little bit challenged this week too because someone broke into the church and stole our whole studio on Monday night. And um, so the fact that you're online just shows how great the team are at making something happen. Yeah, give them a hand. They're awesome. Awesome. Well, I've loved this month. You know, it's all about activating community transformation is our global legacy. That's what it is. That's what God's asked us to do. And that's what we are endeavoring to do. I've loved hearing about and from missionaries this month. And it's inspiring. I pray that you've kept up with what's happening this last month, but just hearing where we're involved in the world and what we're doing. I've loved preparing for stage two of the Activate Faith Precinct or Community Precinct. I, I love for that. You know, we're about to step out of stage one into stage two. It's very, very exciting what God's doing there. It's, it feels like a long time coming. And then all of a sudden it's here. All of a sudden, a couple of people have said to me, oh, it feels a bit rushed now. It's like, man, we've been working toward this for 14 years. It's not rushed, believe me. It's just, it's just that it's actually happening now. It's happening. It's like, wow. And then today's video, how good was that? Again, how about giving the team a hand that put it together? Because they worked really, really hard. And I think, boy, if that doesn't motivate us, I just sit there and I go, wow, we're part of this. We're part of this. This is what I get to be part of. Did you think similar? Say it. Why don't you say wow? Wow. Wow. You say it with a bit more energy. Wow, I get to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. Now say it like you believe it. (laughs) Do I need to get the timing sorted for you? Was that a bit messy? Come on, on three. Three. Wow, I get to be part of this. Yes, you do. You do. And it's amazing. I'm so grateful for the opportunity in front of us. And uh, I'm praying that you've got hold of me, we. Because the power is in the we, but there is no we without me. Sorry, I just went down the train of thought right then that I shouldn't have. But you went there too, I can tell. So this is our legacy. It's not their legacy. This is our legacy. My legacy, our legacy. And I pray that that is your testimony. No, no, this is our legacy. This is what we're doing together. And today I have the privilege of inviting you personally to be involved. You. Make it ours. But it's not going to be the same without you. And I pray that today you resolve to be involved with global legacy on the card it gives some options is there it says i will pray i will go i will join there's lots of stuff you could join i will start maybe you're super frustrated with something it could be god saying you need to start something 
to fix that frustration. It's how he moves often. He'll just allow you to simmer on something that's driving you nuts, and then you go, well, what's the deal with it? You go, well, you're the solution to that, so you can fix it. Maybe that's you today. Who knows? Who knows? Jan sent me a quote during the week. She was um, doing some, some reading, and, and we were preparing ourselves to give today. And um, she sent me a quote on generosity. It said this, What we do for ourselves alone dies with us. But what we do for others and the world remains and is immortal. Immortal. I love that quote because... You know, we've over the years, we've worked hard personally to develop a, an attitude of generosity as our practice. And you can always push a bit further, but it's something that is really, really important to us. And so I just love the encouragement that she sent. Matthew 6.19 says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal because wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. If you're not really passionate about kingdom things, put some treasure there. You'll find it changes. You'll find it changes. You'll find you come alive around kingdom things. It's really interesting around where your treasure is. The only people I've ever heard moan about generosity are people who are not generous. Interesting, eh? Really interesting. The only people I've ever, mo- I've ever heard moan about, why are, we, why are we receiving an offering for, for global legacy? Are ones who are not generous and are not going to sow. Because ones who are going to sow, their heart is there. And it's like, come on, we can change the world. We can do what God's called us to do. And it's really exciting. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8 says this, so remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. This is a bit I really want you to pick up right now because this is the heart of global legacy. As well as stretching out in faith, you need to get this bit. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. Am I talking directly to it? Of course I am. Am I asking you to be involved? Absolutely. But it's up to you to respond in your heart. And not reluctantly. And not to respond to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. When I was a boy, just a little lad... I can remember wanting to be a missionary. I don't know what that looked like. In fact, the only reason I can even remember wanting to be a missionary at that age was because I remember an auntie saying to me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a missionary. And she said, why would you do that? Get a real job. That's what she said. Actually, it might have been slightly harsher than that. And so I remember it. Interesting, isn't it? You look back and go, oh, actually... Something was happening there. In my teens, I thought it would be great to be a pilot for MAF. What, what's MAF stand for? I was trying to remember. Aviation. Missionary Aviation Fellowship, is it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, for MAF. And, and I thought it would be awesome to be a pilot for them. I'm quite grateful that didn't come about because I get crook as a dog in turbulence. <laughs> that would have been a messy pilot. Really messy. Later on in my teens, I made some stupid decisions. The wheels fell off. And then I had a life-threatening accident 
which caused me to reassess and reorientate my life. I can still remember the weight of making it a, a response for Jesus at a meeting much like this. And we were asked if we wanted to give our lives to Jesus, and if we did, then we were asked to come down the front. I remember it like concrete in my shoes. Like my answer was yes, but I was terrified, to be honest. I wasn't even scared, I was terrified. I wasn't terrified about God. I had enough understanding of God that I knew he was saying, come on, you might have made some mistakes, but come on. What I was terrified about was that I was going to make a commitment that I couldn't live up to or live out constantly. And what I've discovered over the years is that I can live up to it and I can live constantly because it's not about what I do, it's about my relationship with him. And that's what keeps the confidence. Have I made mistakes? I've made plenty of mistakes. Will I make a few more? Absolutely, quite possibly before I even leave the stage. But, but it's not about that. It's about relationship. And, and that is what I'm secure in. So I carry with me this great conviction these days that the life of a disciple of Jesus is an all-in, no-compromise life. You can't be half in, half out. I've talked about it before. If you stand on the fence, at some point, you're going to do yourself a great injury. It's an all-in life. And this is why I'm choosing to live in the uncomfortable zone. You know, uh, vision and mission. It's uncomfortable. I'm really excited about the next stage of our progress as a church as we go into, uh, if you want to hear more about that, 5th of July is your moment. Uh, as we go on to the new, the new campus site. But I'm, I'm really quite scared about it as well. There, there's some great things being quite visionary. You see, I see in headlines. So I look at it and go, sweet, we're just about there. What's next, Lord? And other people walking with me are detail people. And they're going, hang on a moment, hang on a moment. Do you know what this actually means? And I go, I think I do, but I don't really want to ask. And they'll start to inform me of some of the details that are going, I'll go, man, it must be stressful in your head because all I see is we are moving. <laughs> it's awesome. But I'm aware, and if I think about it too long, I can feel myself start to tune and go, actually, this is, this is really, really significant in God's plan for this church. Massive. Huge. Uh, I'm happy to live in the uncomfortable zone for generosity. Jan and I prayed this week about how we're going to sign a global mission. Both of us talked about a number, and we thought, yeah, we can probably pull that off. So we did some more talking, some more talking to each other, more talking to God, found a number that we thought was, that's a faith number now. But then, you know, we had conviction just to push it a bit further into the impossible zone. And that's what we've decided to do. Not because we have to, but because we believe. Because we've got faith, because we're all in. I have a strong personal conviction that I need to invest in kingdom projects. I have a strong conviction around that because, see, actually, I have no problem whatsoever, Jan does, but I have no problem, which is, is a nice trait about her, I have no problem whatsoever saying no to good causes. I say no to good causes because there are kingdom causes I know I need to say yes to. And when I look at the community and I look at society, I know that corporates will get behind a, lot, a whole lot of stuff and people will get a whole lot of, behind a whole lot of stuff, but the church gets behind kingdom projects. It's only the church that gets behind kingdom cause. 
because this is our legacy. This is what we're called to do. This is who we're called to be. And so global legacy for me is like that. This is one of those moments where this is kingdom called. Uh, this is kingdom. You know, the corporates aren't going to get behind this and make it happen. The church is going to make it happen. Jesus, kids. And for that to happen, I need to be all in. It's actually my job. It's actually your job to see kingdom projects come to life because that's what he's commanded us as his disciples. It's the way he's asked us, asked, asked us to live. So again, I invite you to be part of what God's doing because what an incredible opportunity. And when we respond to God, let's respond in a way that gives God room to move. No, Jan's and my process was, we kind of landed on this first number. And we said we've stretched out to there before, but you know, I reckon we could probably pull that off this year. We need to give God space to move. We're going to go into the zone where we can't pull it off, where God has to move. Because otherwise I'm going, well, where's my faith in that? I can do, I'm good with budgets. I can do a budget to arrive there. Two-minute noodles. For 12 months. <laughs> but I can't do a budget to help us arrive here. I'm already feeling a little bit nauseous, going, God, I really, we really need you to come through because, you know, this, this is a bit beyond us. We're believing for miracles today. Miracles all across our miracle cards. Believing for miracles in all sorts of areas health, provision, relationships. And I'm believing for a miracle offering too. And you know how we're going to get a miracle offering? Every single one of us involved. And at the end of the day, I just want to see you involved. I want you to be part of the story. And that looks like whatever it looks like for you and God.